Chapter Thirteen of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter Thirteen, the One Hundred Louis of the Queen. Now we have introduced the principal characters of this history to our readers and have taken them both into the petite maison of the Comte d'Artois and into the king's palace at versailles we will return to that house in the rue saint claude where we saw the queen enter incognito with mademoiselle andre de tavernay we left madame de la motte counting over and delighted with her fifty double louis next to the pleasure of having them she knew no greater than that of displaying them and having no one else she called dame clotilde who was still in the antechamber when she entered come and look here said her mistress oh madame cried the old woman clasping her hands in astonishment you were uneasy about your wages said the countess oh madame i never said that i only asked madame if she could pay me as i had received nothing for three months do you think there is enough there to pay you oh madame if i had had all that i should be rich for the rest of my life but in what will madame spend all that in everything the first thing i think madame will be to furnish the kitchen for you will have good dinners cooked now listen said madame de la motte someone knocks i did not hear it said the old woman but i tell you that i did so go at once she hastily gathered up her money and put it into a drawer murmuring oh if providence will send me another such a visitor then she heard the steps of a man below but she could not distinguish what he said soon however the door opened and clotilde came in with a letter the countess examined it attentively and asked was this brought by a servant yes madame in livery no madame i know these arms surely said jeanne to herself who can it be from but the letter will soon show for itself and opening it she read madame the person to whom you wrote will see you to-morrow evening if it be agreeable to you to remain at home for that purpose and that was all i have written to so many people thought the countess is this a man or a woman the writing is no guide nor is the style it might come from either who is it that uses these arms oh i remember now the arms of the rouen yes i wrote to monsieur de guemenet and to monsieur de rouen it is one of them but the shield is not quartered it is therefore the cardinal ah monsieur de rouen the man of gallantry the fine gentleman the ambitious one he will come to see jeanne de la motte if it be agreeable to her oh yes monsieur de rouen it is very agreeable a charitable lady who gives a hundred louis may be received in a garret freeze in my cold room and suffer on my hard chair but a clerical prince a lady's man that is quite another thing he must have luxury to greet him then turning to clotilde who was getting her bed ready she said be sure to call me early to-morrow morning and when she did retire to rest so absorbed was she in her expectations and plans that it was nearly three o'clock before she fell asleep nevertheless she was quite ready when dame clotilde called her according to her directions early in the morning and had finished her toilette by eight o'clock although this day it consisted of an elegant silk dress and her hair was elaborately dressed she sent clotilde for a coach and ordered the man to drive to the place royale where under one of the arcades was the shop of monsieur fingret an upholsterer and decorator and who had furniture always ready for sale or hire she entered his immense showrooms of which the walls were hung with different tapestries and the ceiling completely hidden by the number of chandeliers and lamps that hung from it on the ground were furniture carpets and cornices of every fashion and description End of chapter thirteen